This is a How Do You Engineer special episode! Hey, Safwan. Hey, Pete. Uh, what's an API? An API? I'm glad you asked. So, an API is a pretty commonly used um, acronym in the whole software development programming world, and it stands for Application Programming Interface, or Application Program Interface. One of the two. Uh-oh, you're supposed to know these things. Uh, no, we're just winging it. This is the <laughs> yeah. first time. Have a chair. It's okay. You could have told us either one, and I would have believed you. All right, you keep talking. I'll look up which one it actually we'll is. We'll look at things up on Wikipedia and fact check you while you're talking. Cool. I'm not nervous at all. Now. And I'll call you out on everything you get wrong. Okay. We all know everything on Wikipedia is 100% true. I mean, things about programming are probably pretty true. Yeah, I feel like people yeah. who know about APIs are probably the kind of people who edit Wikipedia. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, okay, so what is an API? Um, so let's say, for example, you write a program. Let's just assume for a second that you know how to write a program. And you want, let's say, my buddy Pete to write another program that can talk to my program. Well, what I would do in this case is I would define something called an application program interface or an API. And that's just basically tells Pete what the rules are and how, how my program works and how he can talk to my program. So it's just basically formally defining kind of like a specification almost for this version of my program will follow these rules. And as long as you're aware of these rules, you can call into my program and I will, you know, give you information or, um, you know, return to you certain things based on these rules. All right. So Wikipedia says application programming interface, but then the second hit on Google Webopedia says application program interface. So, so you're correct so in both correct cases. And correct. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. Cool. Good thing. Good well thing. Well done. You stuff. knew that. Yeah. So what what is it actually really? What it, what it, when it comes down to it, an API. If somebody says I'm giving you an API, um, I don't know if people would just do that on the street to you, but just in case <laughs> it's, it's like, a separate trench coat. <laughs> would you like some API? <laughs> I have one for a library that will tell you things in Spanish. I could totally see that happening in some weird dark alley in the uh, Silicon Valley, maybe. They didn't talk about this in Dare. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when somebody says, I'm giving you an API, what does that actually mean? Well, I mean, nowadays, most APIs are just kind of given to you really online. It's just you'll have some website that you go to, and there'll be kind of a documentation specification of the API itself. Uh, depending on the language you use, depending on how you interact with the API, the API will more or less tell you, okay, these are the functions that you can call, or these are the properties you can retrieve, or these are the objects that you can use to interact with um, our program. And so typically nowadays, it's mostly a website that has the real API itself. Um, traditionally, it could have been distributed on like a PDF and a CD. What are those anymore, right? But anyways... <laughs> So they're giving you a file or they're giving you like a list of instructions for this is how you do it? Okay, so the the API itself is kind of like, think of it like a document, right? Essentially, it could be a web document or like a PDF or something like that. So like a standard? A standard, effectively, right? It's just the document defining the rules of how to interact with their program. Um, What they most likely you will get if you, let's say, you're working on um, some sort of a project and you... I don't know, have to interface with a CAN bus in a car. This is the first time I ever touched an API was when I was working at an automotive company. And basically somebody dropped off a piece of hardware and a CD on my desk and said, okay, you have to get a mobile app to talk to this car using this little device. So the CD had something called an SDK. Ooh, Ooh another acronym. Oh, all right, you should probably tell us what an SDK is and we'll make it all one big Okay, you're going to fact check me on Wikipedia too? Yes. I think, this I think, one I'm pretty confident yeah. in. <laughs> so SDK is a software development kit. Um, uh, think of it like basically like a package. And usually the package will have 
an API, so kind of like a document defining how you could actually interact with the program. And it also comes usually with um, either some sort of like binary, like executable file that you have to use and you can call into the API using that. Or um, sometimes it contains like what are known in some programming languages like header files. So it just kind of defines the API programmatically so that you can include the file in your program and kind of call into functions that way. Um, but generally, the software development kit basically is a package that contains everything that you need in order to interact with this program. So that includes the API and any any other files necessary. It depends on, you know, I mean, this is these are very broad terms. Um, you could have an SDK for like a web application or you can have an SDK for some piece of hardware like I did. So where do you draw the line between like an SDK uh, or like an API for a piece of hardware and just like a data sheet? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the SDK for a piece of hardware is typically going to tell you how you can interact with the hardware from a software perspective, whereas yeah. the data sheet is just telling you kind of the characteristics of the hardware. Oh, okay, so, they, so you, yeah. you might have a data sheet for your hardware in the SDK for oh, yeah. that piece of hardware, but it would be part of a larger, yeah, a yeah. larger toolkit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, for, as far as the SDK and the API are concerned, it's just telling you how do you interact on a software level mm-hmm. with this thing, essentially. Okay, so the API is kind of giving you a language that you can speak to the device or the something with. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it, most programming languages, uh, I mean, it's a language, right? The programming language. It has its own syntax and stuff like that. The API is really telling you these are the exact names of the functions that I've you know defined for you in order for you to call stuff in my world. And this really helps. I mean, one of the big proponents of like um, software design is like you try to hide the complexity of a lot of things away from the people who are consuming your piece of software. So you really define a very simple API on you know to to another user. But in, underneath, you could be calling all sorts of things internally just to make one thing happen. But your public API, if you if you will, is usually pretty straightforward. It's simple, and you have to worry about things like, for example, if I have a piece of hardware version one. And I have some people that wrote software that interacts with this hardware and I, you know, update my API. I want to make sure that anyone who wrote software on top of my API before it's, you know, my changes are not breaking for them. So you tend to try and keep the API simple and kind of decoupled and stuff like that. So could you potentially then have APIs in turn calling other APIs in turn calling other APIs and have this weird kind of nested Russian doll kind of situation? Yeah. I mean, that's, if you look at any kind of, let's, let's talk about like web. Web applications. All right. This is, very, web applications. this is very common in web applications, especially in modern web applications nowadays. Um, you could say, okay, I'm going to use this web development framework. And really, you're just using like 50 other frameworks under the hood. And a lot of these things called package managers kind of handle that for you. You say, okay, I want to use package ABC. And it says, oh, you need DEF and XYZ. Let me install those for you. So it's very common to have um, software depending on other software that depends on other software. Cool. So if people are wondering when they may have come across APIs or when they may someday come across APIs? Are there some common situations where there are really common APIs people use? Like, are there just like a handful of like, here are some names of APIs you may come across and this is what they're for? Yeah, for example, okay, so Twitter, I think a lot of people know what Twitter is. Um, so Twitter's API is used very commonly. So any kind of Twitter client, if like, let's say I make like a mobile app that is like, you know, it can post a tweet or something. I'm interacting with the Twitter API. Um, it can be something as simple as that, or it can get very little, complex like, as well. Those little Facebook links that show up in every website that you can log in as whatever or log in through Facebook. They're yeah. using the Facebook API. That's to... a Facebook like authentication API. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, companies typically will have all sorts of APIs for different products that they have as well. I mean, Google has hundreds, I'm sure, to 
take care of like to take yeah. to tap into all of their services and exactly their backend systems and stuff like that yeah internally in companies is also common for a certain team to produce an api for internal use for another team as well right oh, it doesn't necessarily okay. have to be for public use um again like un- underneath it all like an api is just defining a contract for your piece of software and who the consumer is it can be public it can be another team in the company so like take Google for an example, the probably the guys who made Google Earth probably created an API that then gave to Google Maps that allowed them to give them the satellite view thing that pops up in Google Maps or something. Yeah. I mean it could even be vice versa, right? Google Maps maybe has all the geographic information that they mm-hmm. provide to Google Earth and Google Earth team works on more of like, you know, the visualization aspect of it, but the data is sourced from the Google Maps API. Yeah, and then, but from the user side, you're not seeing. It doesn't matter yep. to you which way it goes because it's all sort of seamlessly integrated. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Cool. Okay, so Abby, mm-hmm. as somebody who's maybe not debatably a software engineering professional, debatably. Yeah, I'm giving you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt that maybe you are, and I just don't I'm know. Not. Okay. Um, in one minute, repeat to us oh, what an mean. API is. <laughs> Pop quiz. <laughs> I would. Okay. Um, from what I've gathered, um is that it's essentially a list of tools or instructions to help your program talk to other programs. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Oh, you got so much time left on the clock. Okay, now you got to tell us what SDK is, though. I don't remember. It's Software Development Kit. Okay. Yes. Half points. (laughs) You have to explain. And it's a a wrapper for your API along with a bunch of other stuff, tools and files and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you'll find an SDK is like a a zip file that you download, right? And it'll be like, okay, so it'll have the API documentation or a link to the API documentation for that version of the SDK. And the 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 files, I was saying that I was like, like your API in a file format, that would probably be a header. Like one of those header files would be all the stuff that's in the API just done in a format that like you can call from within a c program or something yeah i mean for yeah for c c plus plus it's commonly done like that you have the header files in the sdk um if you're let's say interacting with a web api right then it's just like you're using whatever language you want to use um you just call kind of these common functions to do these http kind of requests to a backend but then the contract really in the api is defined on some like twitter's api for example it's on some website and they say okay if you want to get the list of tweets send us a post at this location and the response will contain this if you know certain conditions are met and so that's their api for that particular function right and so you can call into it from any language that you want because it's very common for languages to allow you to do kind of http posts and all that stuff that's getting too complicated but in general yeah in some languages it's uh, the software development kit contains um, header files and in some other languages there are no header files it's just an api documentation Okay, so we have four minutes left before our cutoff. Um, it occurred to me also that this is all surrounding another acronym, which is IDE. What Ooh. is an IDE? Okay, so an IDE is an integrated development environment. Um, so you could write code almost in a notepad for most languages, right? Um, and you, if you don't need any kind of help from, you know, like a program to help you write the code itself, you can write your code in a notepad. You could go to a command line and then use some like primitive tools that are not graphical and just kind of compile your code and get it running. Um, IDEs actually aim to make it easier for you to um, write code. So basically, they give you a whole bunch of tools. So for example, a common tool in a lot of IDEs is like a debugger. So let's say you're running your code, you can set something called a breakpoint. So you can actually like peek right into the moment where the computer is hitting that specific line of code and you can kind of inspect the state of things because code can t- tends to get quite complex really fast where it's not very clear to you what's going wrong. So the IDE provides things like, yeah, like a debugger. Um, sometimes there's some, you know, Visual Studio is a very common IDE in the Microsoft world. 
package manager like you were talking about earlier? Yeah, so they, yeah, so Visual Studio has something called a package manager for, which is NuGet in the case of the, um, Visual Studio world, but for like, Node.js, for example, is called NPM and then Ruby has gems and it's just, I mean, you can have different types of package managers, but the idea is just, it is what the word is. It's an integrated development environment. It just aims to help you write code better. Um, it gives you something like a play button so it can, you know, link all your code and compile it and do all that stuff for you all in one go. Um, so it's not really manual. Okay. So you start from an IDE. Sorry. You start from an API. And if you want to have a little bit more help, you use an SDK, which gives you some more tools and guidance in terms of how to use an API. And then if you want even more sort of functionality done for you, then you get into a full-blown IDE where it's doing a lot of hand-holding and helping and suggesting and things like that. Yeah, more or less, yeah. I mean, you could even use your IDE to download an SDK, which yeah. concludes an API. So yeah, and Or if you're in an IDE and you need suggestions on like how to use yeah. an API, it'll sometimes give you prompts and little sort of... Exactly. Like yeah. drop-down suggestions of this is how you can probably talk to this, and this is what it's yep. expecting, and this is what it'll give you back. And Yeah, and that's really helpful in a lot of IDEs, that kind of um, suggestion and kind of smart responses on what you're writing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Learning all the things. I know so much now. I think we're like, your programs. We, we that may- sounds sarcastic. It wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I, I do. I did learn a lot. I, I think we may have like introduced some more terms people don't know in there, but we can it always follow, we have do to a come follow back up again. It's job security. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I, think we, I think we dropped HTTP and some other stuff, but I don't think we have time to get into that right now. So right. No, we don't. It just means Wikipedia. It, you can figure it out. The yeah. Wikipedia article is pretty. But I like it better did when you, you tell it? me about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you about it in a future episode. Okay. Thanks, Steph. One. Thank no you. So, if, if people have more terms they didn't uh, th- that we use that they didn't know the meaning of, and they yes. want somebody to tell them all about it in very nice ways, they can contact us on Twitter at at How Do You Enge, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash How Do You Enge, and on our website at feedback at How Do You Dot Engineer. Yeah, that's not a website, but that's our that's, that's our, our email, email. Well, which is on the website. It's on the website. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they can go through the website, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> I, I got, I've deserved that.